Ready. Okay. Right, it's the one year anniversary of the Mystical Artist podcast. podcast. Yes, that Gina was very reluctant to hop on. Yeah, still every week. But uh, <laughs> <coughs> I, uh, uh, I just wanted to move forward. Yeah. So I was after like two years of me saying, oh, I don't know how to work it or upload it. How are we going to get it on Apple? Yeah, lesson learned trying to lesson overly learned. rely on anybody else, I suppose. I still don't know how to do well, it. Well, I think it was a huge energetic block. Well, for I should have just thrown more money at Virgos, I guess. Yeah, you should have. The Virgo. I need a Virgo fund. Um, <laughs> but this is. So this is a year. Yep. And. Now we have a child. We do. He's like a little over three months. Uh huh. And he is a part of this. And I'm bringing that up because uh, we recorded. Um, it was a Gemini new moon, right? Uh, it was Gemini season. I don't know if it was a new moon. Though. I'm ninety percent sure it was Gemini new moon because there was an eclipse. Oh, we that's right. Right around it, or just after the eclipse. Yes. And. Um, it's funny because I remember looking at some of the eclipse in that chart, and I was like, "Okay, it's it actually is hitting a couple spots um, in my fourth house and uh-huh. tenth house." And so I was like, "Hmm, career," and I was like, "I got to use it as an opening," and yeah. it seemed logical. Oh, all right, like we drop the podcast post eclipse. Part of yeah. it was to like sort of be prepared for um, the book release and to just sort of, I like podcasting, uh, like I like being a guest on podcasts, so finally I was like, I gotta just do it. Right. But And I think the format originally was going to be you interviewing people for each episode. Yeah, I'm so over the interview uh, format. I'm tired of yeah. interviews. Yeah. Uh, this is more inspired by Tim Dillon, who just shows up and rants, and then he yeah. has his like assistant guy. Well, he doesn't <laughs> rant on him at all. He just rants. No, I'm ben saying I'm Ben Avery, it. so I'm the organizer. That was the intention. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, we've had some, I've had a few people on to fill in too when you were you know dealing with having a kid yeah but um and those were fun i still want to have people on from time to time but i just um i guess it's just not the format that i necessarily love like to always have to feature somebody especially talking to people that have had that i know or we know that have pretty successful podcasts and the sort of a, a niche genre, say wellness, yeah. and then they're stuck always having to find like some wellness hack I know, to I talk would, about yeah. fucking bone broth or shit like that. Right. So I just want to keep dry this brushing. free form. Dry brushing is awesome. I know. I want to I mean, get into it. We could do a tongue scraping episode. I yeah. was thinking you could have your sister on from Ayurvedic point of view. Um, but I just... Uh, you know, I it's just as the the quote spiritual world. It's like the same ten people in like tarot related, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So uh, there's probably more, but I don't pay attention. I'm not interested. I would think you'd hit a dead end when you're just that niche and you're looking for people that are one interesting and are good communicators. Because some people might be great at what they do, but they're just not. They're not good when it comes to having a conversation. I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not paying attention. I don't want an interview oh, I used to format. Pay well, that's your job. Your job is to pay attention and to be interested. I guess. <laughs> what? No, you're right. Yeah. You're good at being interested. I am very good at being interested. So, like, you're a good inter. Like, you should have an interview podcast. I was thinking about that. Like, you have a degree in broadcast journalism. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you're... That would be your format. So yes. anyhow, I don't even know why we're going off on that. It's Mercury retrograde, and it's all turning into gibberish. What I wanted to talk about is that this is the one year, and that was a whole new moon. It was Gemini. There was an eclipse. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at where you look at where eclipses are in your chart, and for me, it was taking place in uh, career and home. Yeah. 
And so I just put immediately my ego is like, okay, this is a career opportunity. Where can I, where can I open new doorways? Especially because it's Gemini, which is media information, short content information, info, 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 quick writing, but short books, things like that. Even my books are small. They're not like long novels. Right. Uh, it's not like the, uh, the war and peace of numerology. Right. Um, so little did we know, because I remember kind of joking, saying, oh, this was kind of a mellow and productive eclipse, yeah. thinking, oh, nothing really big happened. Right. We're recording a podcast from our home, and it's to expand career opportunities. Fourth house, 10th house dynamic. Fourth house, 10th Do you remember house. where it was for you? No, I have no idea. You did know. Did I? Where was it? Do you well, know? I'm sure I looked at the chart. Yeah, without I'd have to look at it again, and I don't feel like pulling it all up. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was like. Well, I was uh, still treating this as my. Po- I was just focused on what I was doing, and I was hoping I'd pull you in. The thing is, what I didn't pay attention to, in sort of my ego and not crazy willpower ego drive because we did do the pod. We did release it. It's yes. been a year. It was on that energy. But what I didn't take into account is 10th house, fourth house Capricorn uh, cancer dynamic is the parental energy. And that's, it's funny because in, in regular uh, standardized person astrology that and everywhere else, uh, the, the Capricorn energy, the 10th house is associated with father. Yeah. But in mystical Kabbalah and in magic, that Saturnian Capricornian energy is Bina, which is the great mother. And that relates to that energy. So Saturn actually relates to the great mother. And Cancer, a.k.a. the moon, the can moon. actually relate to the sort of great father energy. Yeah. But... I just look at it as the parental dynamic, right? And so I think for parenting, you have to use both of those energies, right? I c- yeah, I'm I'm just sort of thinking about I can, and this is something we could unpack later, but for me, it's not difficult to think, oh, yeah, of course the mother is Saturnian, but it doesn't seem as natural for the father to be the moon. Well, Khonsu is the god of the moon. Who's Khonsu? Uh, that's the Egyptian god of the moon. Oh, okay. What's um, he all about? The moon. Anything else? The cycles of the moon. <laughs> yeah, the moon. Okay. Everything. What's the moon about? Um, it's like the it's cycles, inner time, all psychology. of that. I uh, all of that's true too, but this isn't a Kansu episode. Okay. You never let me get to my point. Okay. We're fucking parents now, <laughs> and we got completely eclipsed. Yeah. And. Um, so we thought, okay, no big deal eclipse. We had delivered two pregnancy tests on, from like Instacart or something. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was Amazon. Jeff Bezos was a part of it. It was like Amazon. Oh, Amazon Fresh. Yeah, Amazon Fresh. Same day delivery, uh, in LA. And so as we were podcasting, we had those on order, Mm -hmm. just thinking, all right, you're a little late. Um, And we record our first episode, Gina takes a pregnancy test, and boom. And then that's it. Yeah, but I think I was still still in denial, though, because I then went to urgent care the next day to get blood work, because I was like, ah, maybe it's... Well, well, that's probably normal. I mean, we don't... Those tests seem a thousand percent accurate, and you did too, but... um, And it was immediate. Yeah, I don't know if that's relevant or not. I don't know. I remember reading something, if it takes a while, it could be, I don't know. Um, like COVID tests that take a, a minute. Um, <laughs> here you have COVID. I'm going to get some home monkeypox tests. Oh God. But, um, the, well, I don't think, I don't know if you were in denial. I knew you were pregnant. It yeah. pretty obvious. And then, um, you still, it was good to go double confirm check it. Yeah. Um, and we also knew right away that it was a boy right away like the second we discovered you were pregnant would you i just knew we knew yeah but i knew that if we ever had a kid it would be a boy because i feel like energetically 
you and I, our dynamic together feels like, I don't want to say it feels boyish, but it just feels like we would have a boy. Um, so what? let's say we did have another kid, then what? I think it would be a girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I already we, thought about that. I was like, it would definitely be a girl. So we got eclipsed, mm-hmm. and it's been quite a journey since then because this has been one of the biggest uh, life-changing moments. And that's that's like what an eclipse can be. And it's a powerful opportunity for life-changing things. And sometimes it's very dramatic. Uh, having a kid or finding out about this, I mean, that's very dramatic. Like that was a ton of upheaval. Yeah. Because we, even if we stayed in Los Angeles, like when we were planning on doing, <laughs> doing like a home birth in that one-bedroom apartment and then figuring it out after the fact what we wanted to do. Yeah, well, and I had I was like in a secret war with the upstairs neighbor because she was always having like super loud sexcapades. So I was like, I'm gonna win this war because I'm gonna have a baby downstairs. That she was doing like webcam porn stuff. Yeah, because it was very regimented schedule. I know it was like and they were like moving four thirty. They were like moving. It, in my mind, they were unzipping all this equipment's like lights and recording. Equipment they were. And stuff. It was like it was too exaggerated and too too regular. It just was fake. Yeah, but you know, it was loud. It's kind of just haunted the whole me though, because even when we were here for the first month, I could hear it. It was like her phantom moans. Oh, that could have been um, Champ. Really? Yeah, or fish, the fish. Champ has cat a sex cam. <laughs> yes, Champ cam. um so yeah so we totally got eclipsed but we've continued uh whether on the road with the baby we've uh put out a an episode every single week which is pretty impressive um so we never skipped a beat we had one day like two weeks ago that it was like a day late yeah that was because of that was like the pre-retrograding snafu, house closing, documents. Our whole world was like getting turned upside down. So, uh, you know, I was like, Gina, I think people understand if we're a little late. Yeah, but I did. I like that we committed to doing an episode once a week and putting it out every single Wednesday at the same time. Yeah. Um. Well... I agree, and I think that there's something really important in consistency. Yeah. And and this is consistency is a such a powerful tool that that diligence and consistency and that sort of regular pattern, which would be the cycles of the consistency of the moon, the god Khonsu, um, would um, like that just helps that helps create things right like i've just i've encountered people that want to do something similar or maybe have good ideas but are maybe do a little bit of work and sometimes you may like start something that seems good and then after enough time you're like you know what i'm just not into it like i think that's fine i'd rather experiment but i think like you know that showing up with that that consistency is the number six Correct. And we're in a six year. year and we should still do that half year check in soon. I'll do that on Patreon. But, um, you know, starting a podcast or I know people that started Patreons and things like that and they weren't that consistent and then it, it just falls apart. And, and sometimes I think people are entitled and whatever the medium or whatever you're doing or whatever you're trying that they want like an immediate result or an immediate quick fix success and um i think like consistency starts to build a a steady righteous solid success and as a consumer of you know people that are starting patreons it is difficult because you're like oh there's so much potential here i really want really want to see where this grows and i want to be a part of this person's journey but then it's like you know, you kind of forget that you're paying for it. And then you look and you're like, man, this person hasn't posted since like January 2021. Like, what am I? Like, what is this energetic exchange worth anymore? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good point. So um, what I was thinking, I 
I mean, I think consistency with in this regard actually made it really easy because it's like just sitting down, recording the podcast once a week, uh, sometimes like twice a week because, you know, there'd be like a snafu and we'd have to like record it the next day. But like it is something that we committed to. Um, and it's almost like I need to for me, I need to personally apply that to other things that I would like to do and work on. Like I am still wanting to work on writing out his birth story and having that just in our for pro- posterity and in like his baby archives. Um, and those are something where I'm like, if I just treat it like how we've treated the podcast or anything else or something else that we've done, like brushing our teeth every morning, like not even it doesn't have to be this grand event where it's like three hours every day it could just be like 30 minutes. And I just I need to apply that consistency. You to have other. thirty minutes of writing a day for his birth story. No, no, no. I'm just saying like thirty minutes a week or something. It doesn't have to be daily. I think that those are the things that I can apply consistency in my life with a podcast, for instance. But then there's other things that I'm like, why don't I take that model and apply it to something else that I want to do? Because look how far my friend keeps saying she's like, you guys are prolific. You come out with an episode once a week, and I'm like, really? Is that considered prolific? But I mean, we're at like 55 episodes. Um, and well, another year, consistent. it'll be like 100. Um, with tons yeah. of sponsors. Yes. But I'm curious, though, more specifically, then what I don't. What do you want to be more consistent with? Well, I definitely want to be more consistent with, I want to do that um, divination poetry book that you came, the like bibliomancy poetry. So it's just like writing a poem every morning, which Your is what I used book. to do. Okay, it can't be mentioned again. You've exceeded you just asked the three. Me. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just letting you know <laughs> that this is the one and final time until time. you start it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear. I'm so sick of ideas. I know. I like having I brain sessions. You, you brought it up. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying this is the opportunity. Get it out. Tell me what else you want to be consistent with. Okay, so I, st- I still want to write that um, fun cross-country escape la book the little children's the book. kids book yeah um well yeah and that's loosely outlined okay, okay. so those are great ideas oh, I have you want to do so when are you going to be consistent with doing it today well i feel <laughs> like <coughs> the, you always do this and i do it too but like you want to make up for li- like it's like this attitude of today's the day you get your shit together yeah right and then let's overcompensate whatever i perceive as being say slack um you do this i do this but i think people do this in general and then but i feel like you get super punishing on yourself and then you want to try to make up for it and then go super weird and severe and then i punish you because i'm like well i'm doing this now and then you're like, well, wait, I thought we were going to go. I think consistency is town. just show up and do a little bit all the time. Yeah. Well, and um, my friend just went to the Nick Cave exhibit in Montreal. Um, I was like, you're three hours away. Come drive down. But um, she was just amazed by how much he's written over the years. And I think he's a really great example. Nick Cave, the singer, songwriter, there's an artist named Nick Cave, too. But um he's a great example of somebody that literally treats writing and art as his full-time job where he'll go into his office at like 8 a.m. He's like kisses his wife and kids, goes to the office and then stays there till five and he'll just write. He doesn't look for this like spark of inspiration to sit down and do it. It's like he lights a candle and he like waits. He works, but then he also waits for it to come in because he's holding the space for it he's not just like dilly-dallying yeah you could totally squander the rest of your life observing what other people are doing yes but i'm using it as an example because i think it's important to see what to see or to admire certain people's work and their work ethic and then apply it to your own as a source of inspiration um and i have not applied it to my own in like a nine to five thing but no, I, I agree. I mean, it's good, but the people that uh, are creating things are just starting it and they're doing it. Yeah. You know, um, 
But I think like a podcast is just a good exercise in consistency, even if one person was listening or a hundred thousand or a million people were listening. Right. You know, and that's like a lot of people that I interact with that want to like grow, say, as teachers and things like that. Um, you know, that's the one. You no, know, it's a lot of factors that I see where it short circuits or doesn't happen, but. Um, a lot of people or per, be a performer or a comedian or an actor, whatever the case is, but something where you maybe are in a, trying to be in a field where you put yourself out there and you need a quote unquote audience is, um, don't short circuit. Like do, you know, if you're teaching, uh, you're a yoga teacher, like teach the exact same way that you would if it's two people or, you know, a class of 200 people or 2000, like, you got to And, you know, I've had classes where literally three, four people have showed up and then I'll do online things like 1400 people will sign up now, um, which is pretty awesome. But I think some of that was just like it is just doing it yeah. right. Even Patreon that grows been growing and it's been nice having you do more of the visual content. We started focusing on it more together. And then I really want to take that to a next phase, especially just after the move and everything. So everybody, thank you for all the support. Um, and you all know it's just it's this has been quite an upheaval that we're still that last eclipse when we started <laughs> we're still working this. On it. Uh, we're still uh, sorting out the details. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have vision with it where it could expand and sort of just creating certain more media. Mm -hmm. And I like doing the podcast because I like comedy and I like to be free form. Yeah. And I like to utilize comedy. And now this isn't a comedy podcast, but I like to be natural and funny. Yeah. With like whether it's spiritual concepts astrology but also i love sort of current events and the downfall of society right now especially right. since covid i know i was it's thinking like about very that. entertaining like, to me yeah and i was i was thinking i was thinking about that at, in our relationship how we sort of bond off of that which is <laughs> kind of funny and i wonder how many relationships maybe didn't last bon because apocalypse they, bonding yeah like i'm just i mean how if you guys are not seeing on the same page it must be really, really hard to stay together. Like one person's during... in bed with a, with a mask on. Yeah, and the other person exactly. Um, yeah, I'm sure somewhere it exists. I Probably. I don't know. I, I find uh, a lot of my interest in all of this just has to do with like prophecies that have, were taught to me many years ago. Right. And then this notion too of like oh um you know there's sort of power centers uh around the planet on some level some of them are energetic and those are like sort of energetic sort of dark forces that then manifest through mm -hmm. and come through like whether it's peoples and governments or big corporations or just people's kind of um you know addiction to quick fix whatever the scenario is but uh, I was always taught in magic that there's weird structures that are are set up to um, that just w would like for you to be um, more willless, uninspired, apathetic, yeah. mediocre, mm -hmm. and just sort of be a good little boy and consume, you know, and. Uh, you know, these notions, too. Now you got everybody used to just being at home, consuming everything on the screens. Yeah. Um, which is also a great time, though, if you create some interesting content. But um, I think there's been a lot of cool things that have happened through this. But this notion, my old teacher would say, like, these are this is designed certain certain foods and and a lot of just the toxic environment that we live in is designed to keep you willless and keep you from getting in touch with that sort of inner spark and your inner power and yeah. your inner autonomy and and so magic really teaches independence from whatever the current narrative is of the world right 
And right now we're at a, a very interesting one and seeing where there's been a lot of overreach in everything, even that we talked on it with the Gemini season coming on, that misinformation department, that yeah. the uh, the good guys, the good old, the, the beneficent and kind Democrats. Um, <clears throat> I think it was like the good old Brandon. <laughs> the, yeah, the I I just I harp on Democrats because I'm trying to dismantle the notion that people are attached to this weird thing that like these are the good people. I know it's so bizarre. As a, like it's just crazy to me, and um, uh, like it's easy enough to be like uh, conservatives, not good. I don't want this to get political, but it's interesting that. You know, Biden's numerology, which has to do with the gr- a great president and the Duke of Hell. And he's like <laughs> trying to um, like this thing as a as what is was like con- like old school, uh, like liberal, like freedom of being and freedom mm-hmm. of thought and freedom to disseminate information and talk about any topic that you want to talk about, um, which you still can. But like the channels still get um you know, will crush that, that what's mostly available to the common man. Right. But this inf- misinformation topic was very interesting to me that they were going to start this, you know, Department of Justice, uh, you know, Ministry of Truth, basically. Right. And from like, you know, Orwellian shit, it's allegedly been scrapped. Yeah, and right. I don't believe it. Like, it's probably scrapped on the surface. It just yeah. means they probably was. They're like, a, we got to go underground. Well, it was like a marketing test run to yeah. see. I think most people were just oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know about it or fine with it. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I think that there's still going to be tools. That the, I mean, they do track everything anyway. But um it's just interesting to hear these prophecies that this this notion of sort of getting people more willless and dull and apathetic, but I feel like that's manifesting now. Oh, 100%. I feel like, quote, long COVID now. There's just so many people just talk. They just have no inspiration. I know. Um, and uh, I think that's real, though. I think that's yeah, really the but I'm of saying long COVID. It's no willpower, no inspiration, yeah. no spark. Just yeah. the mediocrity is fine. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Just put me in my little pod. Let me put on a screen. Right. Let me eat some fucking Communism works for me now. candy bars. Um, but it's not even, they're not providing anything. You still have to pay for everything. So, right. Um, well, they're not just, providing anything yet. Whether you say communist or fascism, it's like just this weird inadvertent totalitarianism yeah it's sort of just a passive totalitarianism so if you have people uh it's like just selling addictive products you know sell drugs drugs sell themselves nobody like no cocaine dealer is like has to like figure out a marketing strategy (laughs) right like so true you know it's uh it's real easy to sell as i knew a drug dealer and he had a good insight and he was like I just sell things that are worth more than money. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like yeah. it's worth more than money, and sells the experience in a way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. So I, I'm interested in all of this based on. Oh, there's a lot of other prophecies. Not just like there's weird power centers trying to keep you willless, so you just plug in and consume their pathetic little products. So with with what you were taught. What are the uh, about end times? When does it really start to? When do the clouds part and we really start to see the light? Is that something that's well? So I wasn't really about? taught end times. I know you're like spoofing on it. What is really taught is that there's a shift in consciousness that we mm-hmm. talk about all the time. Yeah. Right. And so within that shift, uh, sometimes there's for humanity that doesn't want to make that switch is an opportunity to just sort of take the energy. Energy is going to hold you back. Um, yeah. There, uh, I'll maybe talk about that at a different time. Ooh, okay. Just know we're in it now. And also a lot of it's not necessarily always exactly pinpoint, like a pinpoint accuracy. It's like, you probably weren't aware of it. I don't know what you were doing in your life then, but in 20, everyone Drinking was a lot of wine. 
in 2012? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so 2012, it was uh, this, what is it? The winter solstice. Oh, I was like smoking cigarettes indoors. It's a dark time. Illegally or at a house. At a house. Um, <laughs> illegal smoking parlor. Yeah. Okay. This is okay, not sorry. about cigarettes. This is about <laughs> that was like a shift. Everyone was saying that was like the end of the Mayan calendar. Yes. Uh-huh. And was just was like another sort of mythology around a shift in consciousness or the end times and it was like one of the PowerPoint days was um the when was it? 12 the 12 12, right? No, 12 21 of uh, Oh, of 2012. Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's the summer or the winter solstice. I'm okay. All, I'm all retrograding in my brain right now. So I um, I was actually staying in Los Feliz and I was like, I woke up. I actually could feel big shifts in energy. Mm-hmm. As, um, but there was a part of me that totally woke up like bummed that it all just like the it didn't all just end. Wow. Really? Yeah. Imagine if, like, the world in one moment just, like, it all ended. But then I was like, maybe it all did end. And then we're just, we jumped into another, like, sort of timeline existence. Yeah. And I think now we're seeing these timelines sort of come to a head a little bit more. Because there's so many different sort of thought streams one could go down. That's why I like to teach prosperity is their only option. Because there's a lot of negative thought streams and there's totally. a lot of scarcity timelines to go down. And um, even like having a kid, like there's we've, in America, there's such a built up narrative that having a kid is impossible. It's exhausting. Right. Um, it's unattainable. You have to be a multimillionaire. And even then and now or it's like you like, sacrifice your whole life. All of that. And um of stuff I sort of played into in my head, but once we were like, oh, we're having it, like we were full on in it, and yeah. it's just like, this is how it's all it's all mm-hmm. happening, um, and it took that kid for us, I think, to really make a lot of the the changes that we really have been wanting to do and yeah. just go fast, and we're still in the in the middle of it. And it gave it more direction as well, because I think before the eclipse, before I got pregnant before we knew Isaiah was coming into this world, we were still looking at, okay, well, how can we change our current situation? Should we, we wanted to move out of LA. And I think the eclipse actually really propelled us into making those decisions and having a lot of clarity around it. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. And also just, um, you don't have time to think or overthink it exactly. or not think or weigh out options or live in potentiality. Yep. And, potentiality is another one that I've gotten better at just like just doing it you know I always think of like he's got such great potential sort of narrative or she has she had great potential but that sort of scarcity narrative that I'm getting at too just the kid being one thing um and children absolutely bring abundance. Oh, my God. Like, on ways, the things that we, the changes we wanted to make, just even the tangible material goods, like owning a home, some mm-hmm. land, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's, what we're doing now would have seemed almost impossible a year ago yeah. when we started the podcast, but we had those intentions. But that scarcity mindset, it's just, it's much easier to flip into the inertia of scarcity, I think, or for most people, than just a minimal effort, which can come through consistency, makes it easier, Mm -hmm. right, to uh, open up a lot of channels, whatever it is that you want in your life. And, And the thing is that mindset is that scarcity mindset's about to come into play uh more on the 26th of may um because mercury which is retrograding now as we're recording this is in um gemini right and it retrogrades back into taurus so it's okay. hitting these two signs we talked about this a bit but um i was talking to our friend toshi who's like a 
She's just a straight astrologer. She's yeah. just really tracking the cycles more than I will. But as we move back into this, Tor- uh, this Mercury goes into Taurus, um, that's this Five of Discs card, which is this worry card. Right. And it's the card of material scarcity and the weight of the world on yeah. your shoulders and never feeling like you can get ahead. And... I think that's like that's easily coming into play, just like we even talked about. And a few people messaged me like, oh, well, you're never going to find a, a somebody who can help paint your house. You're never going to find a guy to do this or that. And um, we've transcended all of that. Right. Yeah. So we got everything moving fast. Um, and the scarcity mindset would be like, well, it's just it can't happen because logically it is it's not going to happen. There's all these supply chains, gases going through the roof. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of real things because I do notice like everything is whatever this 8% inflation. I know from shopping for the last several yeah. years, like how much items are. And then where something that might be like, you know, five ish dollars, all of a sudden here it's like $9. Yeah, like peanut butter. Yeah, the almond <laughs> butter is like $17. Jesus. Um, and that's bigger than 8%. Like yeah. 8%. If I went to the store, normally would spend $100, and now I spend 108 Nobody's, like, think noticing that. No. But when you're pushing, like, you know, 180 Yeah, exactly. Like, you're like, wait, these are sort of the same little weekly Then you go home, you don't I even get. have that. It's like, wait, I, well, that's it's not when, like I have a full meal. That's when you shop. I'm that's like, not what true. did you get? You're like, blueberries and some... Um, raspberries i'm like that's not shopping that's like a a decadent fruit snack yeah um (laughs) but i loved it oh hi buddy gina thinks he's cold and then i pick him up he's like a hot he's a hot (laughs) sweaty clam what are you doing little mr (laughs) his lips are shivering but maybe that's just a little cry oh buddy um but this is going back. And I was talking to Tashi, though, and she's saying a lot of it because it goes stationary at that energy, which was the same energy of the eclipse when the sun was in Taurus at that degree. The eclipse okay. was at the same degree, 25, 26 degrees. So for about 10 days from then on, um, a lot of that energy of the eclipse is going to still be in the play so okay i want to emphasize this because the five of discs like this is an important play and this is a card that takes down most of humanity wow so we're gonna i mean i would be very surprised if we don't see big financial shifts uh scarcity and like stock markets people panicking selling things off so don't panic also the deeper lesson of this energy because it's mercury and taurus Right? That's the five of discs. Hey, what do you think, buddy? What do you think about it? What do you think about Mercury and Taurus? He's like, I got this one figured out. <gasps> Mercury gives yeah. us the ability to figure it out. So the elevated energy of that is like whatever questions and where you want to make some moves, sort of prosperity moves, financial moves. Um, the Mercury energy you can utilize to to figure out a path forward. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage people don't get bogged down. Don't sort of panic, do any panic moves. Um, Because sometimes I'll doom scroll and I'm like, oh, wow, it really is end times. (laughs) Like how long will it take (laughs) us to harvest vegetables in our garden? Right. And I'm like, that'll be in about a year and a half from now because we're not really going to be planting anything by the time we move. Yeah, we're going to need like a greenhouse. I know all this like living off the land fantasy is not like, okay, like instantly got sorted out. But Mercury moves fast. And hey, Mr. Are you smiling? He missed the smiles. He loves standing now. Um, <laughs> you know, Mercury moves fast, so don't let the Taurus energy bog it down. Yeah. Right, buddy? He's smiling at that. And uh, the rest of the world may really trip up on scarcity and the recessions and all of that. And those could be realities based on some of that astrology. But there's always opportunities for everybody. So, yeah. Um, we got to use this. It's it's an opportunity for prosperity. And the deeper teaching is that 
spirit will help you figure out the solution. What is it about, and it could just be a coincidence, but what is it about this time in like end of May? Because if you go back to 2020, end of May was the George Floyd murder. And then last year it was the eclipse. And now this year we've got like a retrograde. We're in an eclipse cycle again. And what you're saying, May 26th, it's like where we go. It's like you could really fall into that scarcity mindset. Um, and we might see a lot of it accelerate. Well, I mean, it's, you know, we live in an information age. So we're talking about early Gemini season. There's just a lot more information available. And right. so people take information. It may have nothing to do with them and then turn it into a huge deal about them mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, some of it's just like we're shifting consciousness. Like, it's interesting because, like, people that are, quote, in America that are super extreme, say, quote, Antifa, like, yeah. leftist extremists, and then people that are extreme, like, QAnon right people or whatever, are wanting the exact same thing. Right. And are, re- and are having the same realization that, oh, wow, it turns out there's all these corrupt systems at play. Yeah. Maybe I haven't been paying attention to it. And some higher energy thinks that all of these, quote, these people are like quote enemies yes right and it's just more tactics of division yes so gemini creates division it's the twins it's the lovers card right it's propaganda well it can be propaganda a million percent but also to go deeper into the symbol of the lovers card what's the the symbol of the lovers card uh zane okay yeah what is that it's a sword wow all right (laughs) finally i'm happy i said it early (laughs) enough because sometimes i'll pause and then you're like i'll just say what it is we gotta move this podcast along um yeah (laughs) it's it's the sword yeah i think there's a line in the bible where jesus says uh i come to divide not to unite really yes and but the deeper hidden teaching is going to be i'm sure matthew if he listens he'll send me a message because he knows the bible and uh, I maybe got that completely wrong, but, <laughs> um, but it is the symbol of a sword. So, you know, you think, well, the lovers, right. Um, that like a sword seems like a harsh notion, but the, some of the deeper teachings is that you sort of separate, you use the sword to sort of separate those parts of you to sort of dissect, um, but it's a powerful tool through, quote, misinformation, if you will, to create division, right? Oh, wow, a whole segment of the population is starting to realize that the, it's just complete bullshit, corrupt systems in play. Yeah. Oh, this other segment is realizing the same thing. Let's somehow manipulate the algorithms of life to make these people who are all recognizing there's huge corruption and everything to actually hate each other. One corruption is different than the other corruption. Right. And that's what I find very interesting. So that sword is a division where it should be the card of the lovers and coming, you know, together. And it's, 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 it's unifying. Yeah. And it's the commitment of, of marriage. It's the contracts, um, of of like agreement of some level of marriage or partnership but it's really the energy of the twins right what's the deeper mythology in that is set in and horus mm. right or or sorry set and osiris were brothers and then like it's sort of one's like an evil twin that's set and then um attacked osiris and cut them into 14 pieces. Oh, yeah. And this is sort of the narrative now that we're seeing playing out. And then there was a great battles. It's sort of mythological battles ensuing where the armies of Horus have sort of, quote, avenging, if you will, his father's sort of death, um, but really avenging the light and here fighting as a warrior of light. This is why we're in the Eon of Horus. Mm. We're adding light to everything. Yeah. Um, and that was 
that myth that then the armies, the evil armies had to hide in their caves and their only defense was to start wearing masks and disguise themselves. Right. So it's like the gulag of misinformation. The gulag, yeah. Like where they just like quarantine themselves to create lies and put masks on to try to fool and to try to scare you. Right. But the masks are coming off. The illusions are breaking. And what is the main Taurus card, which we're like still dealing with in the Mercury energy Mercury? that's going to be coming up is the Hierophant, which yeah. is the in the Thoth deck is all masks. Yeah. Right? So the, the real spiritual teachings can sort of present in many different ways, like a mask. But somehow it's a mask to not hide reality it's a way to sort of filter truth now osiris was cut into 14 pieces could we use that metaphor to say uh, for uh, humanity right now where like people have really been pushed their limits and like say we've all been cut into 14 pieces and now it's our time you either alchemize or you stay a disheveled uh i don't know like a what would you call it? Like a a broken, disheveled part of yourself. Yeah. It's like we're, now it's time to pick up the pieces, I guess. Um, or to merge. Well, and that's where I talked about this on Patreon, but that's where the sort of loving goddess of Isis, this maternal energy. Oh, yeah. The goddess Isis restored that. Mm. Except somehow in the myth, everything was, he was like refound uh, 13 pieces, and 13 is another coded number for union and love mm. a cod in hebrew and so i talk about sometimes friday the 13th which is really a frequency of very high love yeah. so these but it was 13 pieces so oh. there's still like this sort of cosmic missing piece and it's his dick <laughs> like literally yeah. yeah it's like the phallus the the shiva lingam or whatever so it's like you know and that's everyone, missing that yeah, was missing every, when you merged back. Yeah, maybe that's some longing, some longing to belong. Everybody's got a, you know, a, right. a, a dick-sized void in their right, soul. Right, right. Or I was, I was thinking maybe it was his uh, quote toxic masculinity that he had to leave behind. That was, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> I never use that language. I'm tired of that. That's bullshit. The lack of masculinity is toxic. Correct. That's what produces petty, weak. Uh, insecure shitheads. Yeah, they're not. That's not masculinity. Um, but the I I always think there's some like missing cosmic penis. Do you remember that song, Detachable Penis? No. What it's like a classic. I wish we could like play it and maybe not get sued. We probably don't have a. Is it like no, a metal song? No, it was like a. Give me a minute to look it up. Maybe if I just play it in the background. Who is it? It's King Missile, Detachable Penis. This know. is like such a great song. It's like a, just a wonderful story about a man. He he lost, he had a detachable penis and he lost it at a party. And then there was someone on Mark Street in the, like, I think it's around the village, uh, was selling it like at a flea market. Huh. This is like a classic, like, Sounds 90s. Like a cake song. Little Cake, you know, those were all Morphine, Cake, King Missile. Those were all big okay. bands that little, like, doomy, gloomy. Yeah. Um, anyhow, maybe that song was inspired by the transition of humanity reclaiming their cosmic missing dick. Yeah. And it's no longer a commodity. It's what like a mean? spiritual, like, they're not selling it at markets. <laughs> well, it's a very deep meta song. It's a very layered song. Yeah. So that's what that's what I think they're talking about. So everyone's homework is to listen to uh, Detachable Penis. <laughs> it's like a great. I can't believe you don't know that song. Never heard of it. Um, probably so when it came out, you were probably listening to um, what's Hanson or whatever. Isn't that what your whole siblings were really into? First concert, Hanson. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Your first con. How old were you? Uh, nine, I think. See, was it Gemini we season? Because that sounds like that sounds like a misinformation. It was awesome. Confusion. Yeah, we had we got lawn seats. Where? Went with my dad. Um, gosh, I don't know. The Lawrence Pavilion. No, I think it was Foxborough because I saw Dave Matthews in Foxborough, and it was lawn was seats. Huge. I went to a, a first Dead show in Foxborough. Yeah, and it was on. It was like an outdoor venue, right? 
Yeah, it's like where the Patriots used to play. It's like okay, huge. it was definitely Foxborough. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess they were that big, huh? I guess Hanson was huge. All good for them. I know. Yeah, there was those were like they're those, from Oklahoma. Like, cute too. twins or something. Uh no, they they oh, were just that? brothers. Billy Vanilli was that who I'm thinking of? I don't <laughs> <laughs> remember them. Wait, who were the cute twins? Was it the Hansons something? No, they, they were they brothers. Twins? They were just brothers. Three brothers: but Isaac, like Taylor, and Zach. All blonde, long hair. Yeah, they were like cute and sweet looking and stuff. Yeah, they were really sweet. I had a crush on Taylor. Um. <laughs> so, that's another layer of the lovers card. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I think your point, though, where people are getting taken out but yeah. not transforming. Yeah. That's the thing. The whole sort of idea is that uh, Osiris was, quote, unquote, taken out but then elevated and was transformed through the love of Isis. Mm-hmm. And it's transmuting from uh, from a human into sort of a, a more God state. Well, and you can't so even talk about Isis now because they think it's – Oh, yeah. You know, our, our friend posted a Mother's Day thing about the goddess Isis, and then the whole post got shut down, taken yeah. out, because uh, it was hate speech, and you're talking about a dangerous organization. That's another uh, psyop against, because Isis isn't Isis. Exactly. Right? And then that's another another thing to distort very high energies. The goddess Isis, the one who will love you to the point of restoring order and harmony to your life, which is the other lesson of the five of discs in that downward pointed triangle yeah. is, Hey, can you have it? Just let go, have a little trust that spirit will help you out. That this great loving energy, AKA Isis is going to come in and restore order for you and bring about that prosperity and that love and that abundance and that transformation that you want but thanks to like george bush era insanity yeah um it's a that is associated with a terrible hate group like a murderous dark force of the planet and so it's see how like this incredible it's another thing to take people away from experiencing something higher friday the fourth friday the 14th saturday the 14th that sounds like (laughs) isn't there there's got to be a spoof comedy saturday the 14th (laughs) during retrograde um the that Friday the 13th energy is interesting because 13 is like this number of union and high love. And yeah. Friday is Venus, Venus day, which is like sweet love and nice and romantic. And it's all this high energy happening. And yet there's dark narratives. And now, you know, there, there probably is an algorithm uh, thanks to um, who's that Android, the Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg guy. Yeah. Uh, listens to all of this and filters it out. Because I did think it was funny that the, once we criticized the metaverse, I was banned from going live on Instagram. I like know. the next day after yeah, the pod it's, it's was it's all out. connected and integrated. Like it's just big storerooms. Um, Although Zuckerberg's probably like, oh, finally, Remington posted about his life on Facebook. We can man, highlight that, uh, it. Imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I made a Facebook post and yeah. got all this traction and people were buying my book. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, I got a Facebook post. Oh, more. what's this? Nothing. Someone trying. Oh, it looked like someone was trying to log into something. So these are the energies we're working with, and so no, on the twenty sixth, look at what what were you doing? What were you creating? Were you making shifts? Where were you growing during the eclipse? Or what were you maybe letting go of that you mm-hmm. didn't fully let go of? Um, I'm still hoping. I'm afraid to ever spoof on an eclipse again because that eclipse that we podcasted about. And then we found out, and we couldn't pod about being pregnant for several months. I know. And I was like, I want to talk about this. I know. Like, right away. Like, oops, I guess we did get a clips, and now we have the most adorable little, mellowest little guy, yeah. Isaiah. It's the best. And you're going to have your own little room. <laughs> yeah. I'm painting it. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to have my own podcast soon. <laughs> There's like two sections that... I didn't want to pay <laughs> anymore <laughs> for painting. Oh, well, plus we were not figuring out what we we're going to do in that room. Well, anyway. it's kind of like doing like a, a traditional nursery, I guess, because we didn't really have we didn't have the chance to do it since we're in a rental. So hopefully I won't have I don't the, call it a nursery. It's just his room. It's yeah, it's his room. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, even if he's not sleeping in it for some time, I want him to have it set up to yeah. hang out. We'll chill in there. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. We can podcast in there. <gasps> um, but I want to make it clear. I want to sum up here. This eclipse vibe, on some degree, is going to be coming up. It's going to force you to examine how you're figuring out creating prosperity. It's going to have you look at... Um, what is it that you really want to do yeah. for money, for oh, resources? Yeah. Um, and one of the th- another thing you could look at, because Taurus energy is about, even though the sun now is in Gemini, but this retrograde is interesting because it's bringing this Taurus energy back. And it's an opportunity to even, it's like you get another chance to like look at it again. But, um, you know, Taurus is really, what do you do with your own talents? And Mercury in Taurus is, Mercury will help you figure that out. But you have to look at what your real talents are because it's ruled by Venus. Mm. So what is it, in a way, what is it that you really love for real? Not that yeah. you think is a shiny object and you want to be a big, powerful yoga teacher with a million followers or an actor, an actor. Yeah. Right. Um, or a serial entrepreneur selling uh, children's pants with pads on the knees. <laughs> yeah, that actually seems like a good idea. Yeah. Well, actually, we'll need those for the finish sanding this floor. Poor Matthew. He, like, had the hammer in each nail. Um, and uh, I was like, it's a lot of work restoring this yeah. floor, let me tell you. And I'm going to start finishing it, it off tomorrow. But um, so look at, at Taurus. <laughs> but look, you could also look at where Venus is in your chart. Okay. That can actually give you some clues as okay. to where you may have talents for Ooh, earning really? resources and money. <gasps> Wait, really? Even the That's house some, too? That's something to look at. Interesting. I guess you could look at the house as well. Mine's in um, Aries. Why well, Venus and Scorpio Ooh. in the ninth house, which is writing so and teaching about the occult. You're aligned. I got to figure yours out. What is that? What's mine all about? Well, uh, Mine's in the twelfth house. Well, you're definitely not an athlete. <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> but definitely not an athlete. I come from athletes, though. My parents are both very athletic. I don't know what happened. Um, he'll be like, my parents, I'm a miss. Oh, no. Never mind. I'm just going to say What? Hey, we'll look at nothing. that. Um, maybe your talents, you like to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> Aries is not a I like my sleep. beauty sleep. Look at Aries energy. Aries, I think you probably should activate more sense of like self, self-determination, direction, pioneering, right? So like startups, quote unquote, that theory, you know, getting things, making okay. headway, okay. breaking obstacles. Ooh, okay. And moving through things. Interesting. Um, so Aries, Aries like speaking of like, Venus. I like this, what signs do you want to hire for things? I, yeah. Aries actually I'd hire to like, to, to bring in the energy to get things going. Yeah. And just say, let's, let's do it. I just, for some reason, I really enjoy getting things going. And for a lot of my life, I felt like I've been stagnant or in my head and in theory and in ideas. So maybe... Well, I kind of am doing that, though. So can I just say this, though? Yeah. I am. If you think about what I do, even in development, it's like you're creating this like spark of an idea and you're you're creating visuals to support how is this film going to be interpreted or this TV show or podcast or whatever. Like what what's the tone? What's the vibe? What's the mood? Let me like let's create a story around this visually before you actually see it on the screen right or told audio so that's like a kickstart but then i was even thinking of tage tv like getting hired to launch tage tv so i'm the person that you hire to launch something Um, and then i'm gone (laughs) but no you need to stick around and keep launching what we're doing so consistent aries energy will keep things moving yeah um but also i was thinking like what would i hire a scorpio for and that is, I need someone to write down the be the the Akashic records keeper of resentment. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what you'd hire <laughs> or them evil, for. Or evil genius. Like Imagine Bill, that on like on a resume. Um, You're like, well, I was the Akashic record keeper of resentment for the mystical arts from 2018 to 2023. But I'm a They'd Scorpio. Like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm a Scorpio, so I'm self-employed. Yeah. So that's what. No, I'm just saying like if if I'm just making up an employee. 
no, I get it. But I'm, <laughs> I'm adding to it uh-huh. that I'm a Scorpio. I work for myself. I keep that record. Yeah. I'd also hire Scorpio. Just anything long-term. Scorpio bag. Anything long-term, big picture, sort mm. of genius takeover. I think Scorpios make really great directors because Let's- they also have this – they have this magnetism to call in like really great producers and actors and I'm direct I'm talking about film directors because that's just like my world and sphere of like where I go with it but um I yeah I was thinking about this because there's that magnetism they're also very loyal so if they decide to give their energy to something they're going to stick it out until the very end even well, if it's till the bitter end Scorpio is is big picture long term strategies. Yeah. Um and it's a lot of power in there. Look at Bill Gates. He's a Scorpio. We have yeah. the same birthday. And Ooh. um yeah. n- like he's just he's like bought up like every square inch of available farmland. Also, <laughs> it is interesting that this baby formula shortage which is probably manufactured just like a lot of people listening probably don't even know i think it's an upwards now over 20 major food distribution hubs around america have all in the last couple months have like mysteriously burnt down some of which planes have crashed into just now you'll google and they'll say (laughs) there's no connection right but i like there's no conspiracy theories sure there's no coincidences it's very odd yeah that um like and now this baby uh, formula shortage, but it's also interesting timing too. That I guess uh, Bill Gates, in his quote, I'm using this as a Scorpio evil genius, um, now is like uh, puts a really small amount of money, but somehow is ties to this bio milk, which is like synthetic breast milk, what? even instead of formula. And then I was reading too. That money was spent, but I have to confirm all this. I was trying to research research some of it. I don't have time at the moment. That um, uh, a lot of money was used by his foundation to like fund propaganda, which is Gemini, um, like anti breastfeeding narratives, and with the Guardian. So I was like, well, let me just Google and. Of course, sure enough, there you can because it's information age. You can find right. anything pro or against, but there's a lot of anti-breastfeeding articles out there um, that, from like you know, being super detrimental to women's mental well-being. Yeah, uh, and that there's like chemicals in breast milk and permanent chemicals because I don't know, women are just snorting microplastics and things like that, basically, <laughs> and living in toxic worlds and probably uh-huh. drinking plastic you know, water bottles all day long. Um, and so then the narrative is like breast milk is very dangerous because it can have these chemicals and things like that. So there's go do your own research. It's just interesting tie-ins. Yeah. That all of this stuff is happening at the same time, but to go more esoteric breast milk is provided by the goddess Isis, which in the Whoa. goddess knew it. Right. And so um, you will set that as a code of the abundance of life. And so there's just more ways that that is getting sort of taken away. So it's deeper. It's symbolic. Right. It's not not baby formula. Like I know single dads. We know gay couples. You know. Yeah. um, I've actually known a lot of single dads now in my life. We don't think about it that much. But um, I actually used to babysit for a single dad. Yeah. But it's, I mean, yeah, they're out there more than people realize. Yeah. Um, but it's just interesting to me because it's just more narratives that are we're disconnecting us from our soul of nature and which disconnects us from the soul of our souls, which disconnect yeah. us from spirit, which is exactly the five of discs is the disconnect from spirit. And the only thing that we have available to us is a lack of resources. And we're just going to struggle and life is hard and it's a bitch. And then you die to what end who even gives a shit. Yeah. At least with like old timey thing, there was some hope of heaven or something. People don't even have that. I know. Um, Well, I was just the thing with, and I know we're not talking really about baby formula, but the thing that came up for me around the shortage and all of the discourse around formula and how a lot of people, a lot of mothers feel shamed for it. I'm not in that 
I'm not going in that trajectory. My whole outlook of it and what I question is how we live in a society where it doesn't support women or families to take time off to actually breastfeed if they want to. Because pumping, you've seen it. I've took on these jobs and it's been so hard to pump and then feed and then like try to be on a computer. It's like, it's like a full-time job. So I can understand why a lot of women just don't have the time or energy or resources to actually breastfeed even if they wanted to. So anyway, that's just my little tangent. Yeah, I mean, that's another setup. Five of discs, shit can be hard yeah but here's like the light in all of this is it's taurus and mercury mercury's gives us wonderful tools to figure out any situations mercury is the figuring outing energy wonderful figure it out and look at your venus look at things that you love learn to value your worth and yourself and for the fun of it um i do like this little um perspective is look at where venus is on your chart that may be where you have talent Mm -hmm. now a lot of astrology from a magical point of view really loves venus for prosperity uh in the magical tradition as i was taught at jupiter's the real prosperous planet because it's like the abundance of miracles showing up and it's things working out in ways that you would never dream of so Venus may be the little things that you like that you could be good at and mm-hmm. start there. Mm-hmm. Because I ultimately, now I do stuff that I love. Yeah. And and so get in touch with like, what do you really love? And and the, the shadow side of Venus is you're looking at the outside of what that means. Yeah. So you may think um, you may want to be an actor or something, but what is it that you really like take away what the outside task is and see how that manifests inwardly. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I enjoy talking about this stuff. I realized. Right. And now I realized, Oh, that's what I really like. And I yeah. like, I could talk to a, a lot of people about it. And so I utilize it teaching. I enjoy comedy, mm-hmm. right? This isn't a comedy podcast, but I allow myself free reign to just, Right, and just for everyone, um, just so you guys know, Remington does not like comedians talking about comedians. No. It's like one of his biggest pet peeves. We'll do a hate podcast, all things we can't (laughs) stand. Yeah, comedians I don't like, and then I don't like the few – there's one comedian that I like to listen to a podcast, but when they start having comedians on, I'm not interested yeah. I don't want to listen to comedians being interviewed about how fucked up comedians are. I know. Oh, we're so fucked up. And they just talk up, about like, oh, yeah, the comedy store that year. What about Boston? What about the comedy in Boston in like the 90s? I, have I always feel like it goes back to Boston. I have performed <laughs> the comedy store. I love yeah. comedians per se. I just don't want no, to comedians too. getting interviewed. Well, there's that um, George Carlin documentary that just came out. And I looked at the trailer and I was like, oh, it's just comedians talking about Carlin. I'd much rather just watch documentary about george carlin talking about george carlin or just i would like to see as... his own documentary about himself that would be awesome from post humorous or whatever from it's heaven the... um <laughs> yes george carlin is in the heavens and the great cosmic yeah um he found his missing dick <laughs> Let thy soul be awakened. 